You need community, but do you know why? If you spend even 10 minutes watching National Geographic or BBC Earth, you'll undoubtedly stumble upon the scene of a predator lurking in the bush while observing a large herd of potential prey. The sequence probably went something like this. The predator quietly stalks the herd until he finds a target. He hones in and begins positioning himself strategically in between the target and the rest of the herd. Once the predator takes chase towards the herd, there is one goal, isolation. Because you see, the worst place for a predator is in the middle of a herd. The likelihood of a successful kill drops significantly when a herd sticks together. A predator knows that if he can separate the target from the herd, the battle is half over. Once the target is alone, there is nowhere to go for protection. Community in the animal kingdom is the difference between life and death. The Bible teaches that there is a predator lurking in the shadows, and you're the prey. 1 Peter 5, 8-9 says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith. As a Christian, staying in community with other Christians is a matter of survival. But community offers so much more than just protection. Here are four reasons why you need community in your life today. And reason number one is this. Community keeps you from isolation. Just like in the animal kingdom, isolation leaves you vulnerable to a myriad of dangers. As a single, isolation is especially dangerous because you are often alone by nature. And if you add children to that equation, being alone is often much more convenient than the amount of work it takes to prepare your kids for time with other Christians. However, the Bible teaches you that isolation is almost always a bad idea. Proverbs 18.1 says, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. If you really think about it, the reason behind your isolation, doesn't Proverbs 18.1 nail it right on the head? Isolation is about your own selfishness and your own desire for convenience and low expectations. But as a Christian, you are called to live for others and to spend a great deal of your time in the presence of others. I think also of Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10. It says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, and he is not another to lift him up. Do you also remember those scenes when the predator was attacking the isolated prey and all seems lost? Then out of nowhere, Someone from the herd rushes over and defends their friend and runs off the attacker. And in victory, both animals rush back to the safety of the herd. Ecclesiastes reminds you of the danger of falling down in isolation. No one will be there to help you when you need it the most. That's why, as a Christian, you have the benefit of having others to lift you up, as well as the responsibility to help lift your brothers and sisters when they fall. If you find yourself in isolation, now 
is the best time for you to find a local church that loves the Bible and prioritizes small groups. If you are already in a small group, stay connected. Staying connected in your small group regularly is crucial for you, especially now during a crisis. So stay involved with your group. Call, text, or video chat weekly with your group to make sure you stay out of isolation. The second reason that you need community is that community gives you encouragement. Everyone knows life is hard. Encouragement exists to keep you moving forward in your faith in spite of the external factors that can bring you down. That's why staying connected to your community is pivotal, especially when life is hard. Let's face it, we can all use more encouragement. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. Encouragement is a command for the church. Every Christian is commanded to encourage and build one another up. As a Christian, the best place that you can be when you need encouragement is with one another. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4 says this about the comfort you receive from your community. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Your community comforts you with the exact same comfort that they have received from God. Think about those implications. The God of all comfort comforts you so that you can also comfort others with His comfort. True comfort is found through the very institution God has created, His church. Proverbs 27.17 says, Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. The very activity described here is that by mutual connection, iron is made sharper, just in the same way that mutual connection with your community sharpens you. Encouragement is essential to a growing faith. Make sure that you take time to encourage others in their faith. Also, be sure that you spend enough time in your community for them to know the areas you need the most encouragement. This will help you become transparent about your life And your community will also know how to pray for you regularly. The third reason you need community is because community holds you accountable. Accountability sounds like a dirty word to most people. Who wants to be held accountable? But the very foundation of Christianity is supported by the idea that everyone will be held accountable for their lives. Using accountability to strengthen your faith and keep one another pursuing God's will makes perfect sense. Hebrews 3.13 says, But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. You see, sin will always lead you to destruction. But sin usually works more subtly than sudden destruction. Your heart begins to slowly harden to the things of God. Sin deceives you into believing everything is fine, when in reality, you are drifting away from God. However, if your community exhorts you and holds you accountable to the faith you profess in Jesus, 
you will be spared from the deceitfulness of sin and find that you are actually walking closer to God than ever before. Paul says in Colossians 3.16 to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Colossians reminds you that accountability should be marked not only by correction, but by worship and thankfulness in your heart towards God. Proverbs 27.6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. This proverb affirms that any wound you receive from your community because of accountability is faithful and leads you toward God instead of towards the deceitfulness of sin. Accountability takes work. But holding one another accountable is crucial for a community. If you aren't practicing accountability with anyone, try asking someone who you know that has a strong faith in Christ to be your accountability partner. Then set up areas in your life where you want to have accountability, such as daily Bible reading, prayer, commitment to your local church, and other areas where you feel that you're weak or that you see yourself struggling with. But don't limit accountability to those areas alone. Leave room for others to point out areas in your life that you might need accountability. And the final reason you need community is because community meets your needs. A person's needs are abundant, whether they be physical needs or otherwise. Over the years, I've had many people come to me with needs in their life. Some people need food. Some people need money. Others need encouragement or counseling. But one of the first questions I ask anyone who has a need is, are you a part of a community? Do you have a local church you are regularly a part of? Like clockwork, the answer is usually no. The likely reason you have unmet needs is because you don't have a community. Your community is designed to meet the needs of the saints. That's how God designed his church. Philippians 2.4 says, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Paul says in Philippians that a Christian cannot only look after themselves. Every Christian has to look to the interests of others also. If you belong to a Bible-believing community, you have many people looking after your interests, but you also have the responsibility to look after the interests of others. Paul says again in Romans 12, 13, that Christians must contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. The nature of the church is to care for her body. The New Testament likens the Christian community to a body. Each part of the body functions together so that the whole body is healthy and working appropriately. That's why you have a role in making the church function properly. And when you and I and every other Christian is functioning in our role, the needs of those in the church are taken care of as well. And that's the beauty of God's church. Paul has a lot to say about caring for the needs of the church. He says in Galatians, So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are in the household of faith. No one will argue that doing good to everyone is appropriate, but notice Paul's exhortation. 
that Christians need to especially do good to those who are in the household of faith. Without diminishing the value of all humanity, Paul reminds you that there remains a special responsibility for Christians, that you take care of your family, that is, your Christian community. You can rest assured that if you jump into a godly community, your needs will be taken care of. But you need also to remember your role as a part of the church, that you also look to the needs of others. If you don't have a community, you need to take time today to seek out a Bible-believing community, a church that loves God, loves His Word, and loves His people. If you have a church, but you have stopped going, I urge you to reconnect to your community and remember that community is not an option for Christians because we all need community. Christians have a special privilege in being a part of an eternal community founded in Christ. Although we have yet to see the culmination of redemptive history, God has made it very clear how you ought to wait for Christ's second coming. And he says it in Hebrews 10, 24-25. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. It says you need to stir one another up to love and to good works. You need not to neglect meeting together. And as you anticipate Christ's coming, you don't need to meet less. It says that you need to meet together all the more with your community. I'm Pastor Hayden, and I hope you enjoyed this video. Subscribe to Compass Bible Church below to find more content for you and your family.